Sight Lap is brought to you by Yamaha. Rev your heart and join the Blue Crew for contingency, technical support videos, trackside support, demos and riding schools, apparel and merchandise. Get on the winning team. Join Yamaha's Blue Crew today. Nihilo Concepts, the leaders in grip technology. Whether it's frame grip, lever grip, grip donuts, which are fully customizable, or even the SOS device, which will keep you from being stranded. Check out all the products Nihilo Concepts makes for your motorcycle. And by Complete Racing Solutions, the leading resource for health and wellness and performance, where results are driven by the science of performance. Visit CompleteRacingSolutions.com for more information on training, nutrition, hydration, recovery, injury prevention, flexibility, and so much more. It's an incredible resource. Get over to CompleteRacingSolutions.com. And by FlowVision. FlowVision goggles combine a lifetime of riding and racing experience to create the perfect goggle. Includes outrigger performance fitment system for optimal function, a removable nose guard for added protection and rider comfort, triple layer rider comfort foam for maximum sweat absorption and fitment, relaxed nose support for increased breathing, boundary ventilation system to aid with sweat reduction and relief, a 45 millimeter wide anti-slip strap with a 3D printed poly logo, Flowvision lenses are three times thicker than the standard goggle lens for clarity of vision, and they come in multicolors. It's CE certified, and get this, they retail for $56. Check out Flowvision goggles today. Hey folks, welcome to another week of Sight Lap. I'm your host, David Pingree here at Whiskey Throttle Media. I got Grant Langston sitting shotgun, and we're gonna look ahead to uh, Millville, Minnesota, Spring Creek coming up this week. Cool track, this is maybe one of my favorite just venues and the vibe and the people there are cool. Um, how did you like Millville? I always liked Millville. Um, I like the, the, the changes. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of Redbud in the sense of different parts of the track are quite a bit different from the soil to, you know, they have the sand rollers yeah. and, and some elevation. But Millville is very unique. You've got this, like, see sand rollers right next to uh, the stream, which is where the Martin brothers grew up. And then you get to the back part of the track and it gets kind of clay. And then you get on the hills and it gets, like, really hard packed and chopped up. So... Lovely um, variation. Uh, sometimes the weather can be crazy out there. I mean, we've had some storms come through, uh, but it can also be somewhere that has really nice weather, which it appears to be this weekend. Yeah, looking right now, 86 degrees. The, the good fortune continues for all you guys uh, who don't like heat. 86 degrees, a 37% chance of rain on Saturday. I mean, that could change a lot between now and then, but um, it's looking like another great weekend. I mean, shit, overcast and 86 degrees. You couldn't ask for better. And this does have, to me, it's it's like a very complete, well-rounded track. The sand whoops down and back are both technical and good passing require spots. a lot of technique. Great passing spot. You can kind of set them up going down and then make it the pass coming back. The downhills, to me, this is a big part of this track because they're steep. These are not like long, drawn-out downhills. It's like a pretty steep pitch. And the guys who can feel comfortable leaving it on and carrying momentum down those things, yeah. there's a lot of time to be made up. Well, they call it Mount Martin now, where they extended going all the way to the top. And, and of course, you know, when doing the outdoor broadcast, I'm like, I've got to go up there at least once. I'm not going to walk it every year, but I'm like, I'm going to do it the first year. And um, you get to the top, and you're like, wow, it's a long ways down. Yeah. And it's like, it kind of goes and it drops. It's kind of steep. And then it almost flattens out and then drops off and it's steep and then almost flattens out. So again, like you said, line selection letting the bike work underneath you. And again, I mean, in all honesty, just having the balls to release the brakes 
and leave it till the very end. That's it. I mean, your your instinct is to ride the brake all the way down, yeah. but then you lock up the chassis. It's like you really need to shift up and just let it roll. Yeah. But that takes some stones underneath Especially you. just to make it pass. You don't have to do it every lap. Just push it as much as you can, but... To make it pass, you gotta you gotta have some uh, a bit of bravery going down there. And I always thought this start was a little bit sketchy. Um, it's always first turn pilot. Always first turn. You're because you're wide open. It's a long start. It's sandy, loose dirt, and it's a right hand sweeper that goes uphill. But it also tightens the radius. That's yes. The problem. You come in and you watch the guys on the inside, and they look good, but the turns tightening and they're 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 drifting. So yeah. everyone on the inside drifts out. The guys from the outside have a better angle, but all of a sudden. Yeah, the inside's pushing out, and then it's just—it always happens. Guys come together. It's—I think it's a pretty fair start. Like you can get a good start from kind of anywhere, but you can that first turn. If you aren't in that lead pack, buckle up because stuff goes sideways in a hurry. I think it was last year. Kenny, remember Kenny went down and, and bikes flipped, and he got kind of ragged all. Yeah, I remember that. It—it it, it can be sketchy, so we'll we'll hope that they can get through there. Again, got to get the starts. Mm. I mean, hopefully Jason's not at the bottom of that pile, Anderson, in turn one, because he's been doing it too often. And this is a track that usually, I mean, knock on wood, but I think every time, almost every moto, there's at least a few guys on the ground. Yeah. So, I know. It, and it's, it's, it'll be interesting, too. Um, you know, you start looking at tire selection. Dunlop released a new MX-14 tire last week. If you didn't see that, we have a, actually a spotlight up on, on the website about it. But it's, it's basically the latest iteration of their scoop tires, but it's designed to work better in like medium conditions. The old ones, the MX-11 and 12, when you got on the side of it, it was definitely yeah. slick. And if it got hard, they would roll. There was some issues. So they fixed that. And really, for the starts, even if it's not as good on the track, would you rather have, you know, use that to get the start yeah. and then manage it? Or Well, the thing with, with Milva I noticed too is even though a lot of the track is not sand, you can still find the little sand cushion berm. Yeah. So if you went with that sand tire, you would almost have to go, okay, on some of those sections, instead of taking that little inside rut, I'm going to use that little berm on the outside. Yeah. Find the traction that works for you. Um, and it, again, if you go in the other direction, find all the, you know, that hard base yeah. and then just suck it up through the rollers. But like you said, start is so critical now in, these, in the sport, um, in both classes for that matter. Um, maybe if you're jet, you could go, you know what, I'm going to go with a better tire. I'll work my way through if I have to. But I think for everyone else, it's, What's going to get me out front? Yeah, that's what I would definitely go with. Uh, it's, it's way easier to fade back than it is to try to fight, fight forward. For sure. Um, all right, let's look at this 250 class. As we kind of mentioned in a writer's meeting last week, this is the Jet Lawrence show. Uh, honestly, all the hopefulness and delusion that someone else could get up there and race with Jet, I, I think we were kidding ourselves. As this series has sh exposed itself round around, it's like he's on a whole different level. He is. He's, he's having fun. He's... Um, his confidence is obviously through the roof. And um, I don't know, I was trying to think about this, you know, in depth the other day, and, and this might offend a few people, but I know he is really good, but I'm also like, when you watch that 250 class, I'm like, are oh, the other guys also just not that great in motocross? There's no former champions. There's no um, standouts or future superstars. Like, with all due respect, Justin Cooper is a solid rider, but... I don't put him in that superstar elite category. Um, so, and the weird thing is Jet's the youngest one, but he's like the man amongst the boys. Yeah. And, you know, even for Shimoda, he's riding really well, but maybe if there was a little more depth or maybe a, a little more talent, would he look as good? So, just some food for thought. I know some people might not like that comment, but I, I just also feel like there's no one 
really good that could maybe you could go hey he's going to get there um i think like a levi kitchen maybe next year could challenge jet if he stayed down which would be stupid if he yeah. did he won't this will be the last time you see jet lawrence red in the 250 outdoors yeah. and, and and it should be and i i think defend the the uh, not defend do the west coast because he wanted to do that this year got injured one east i think it's cool to yeah. have both coasts under your belt and then he can walk away going, I, I dominated this class. Nothing left to prove. Go up to the 450s. Uh, and again, I'm not seeing someone where I can go. He's going to, he can do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and the, you happening. can see the complexion there at Honda changing because Hunter and Jet both signed deals that take them into the 450 class. So there isn't going to be room for four guys. No. Chase is there. So you kind of see the writing on the wall where that's headed. Well, uh, Kenny's going to go do the World Supercross. So... That's going to be another thing that could be interesting and, and change the sport. We've got conflicting dates. Yeah, definitely. Definitely interesting stuff. Um, looking through the rest of that 250 class, um, what do you expect from any of the other guys? I mean, I'm looking at that battle now between Hunter and Shimoda. I think that that fight for second in the points, there's implications there. I don't know how their contracts are written, but certainly bragging rights, if nothing else, to finish second in the championship. Uh, those guys are all buddies, but I know they both want that spot. Oh, absolutely. But for Shimoda, I think he's done his career the world of good, you know, this year, you could say. Because um, I think, you know, for a little while, even last year, then I think people were questioning Mitch's, you know, mm -hmm. reason for backing him. And now no one's questioning it. He's the team leader. He's making, he's getting that team some TV time for a change. Um, but again, when you look at Shimoda, the closest he came was Moto 1 to Jet. Can he do it? I, I just don't see. I, I feel like even if he steps it up a percent or two, I think Jet's just going to do the same thing. So that's the concern there. He's got enough left in the tank that even if these guys thought, okay, I'm going to ride out of my skin, I'm going to ride a little out of my comfort zone because we've got to put him under pressure. I think they're going to be the ones that crack first. <laughs> yeah. That's, the, that's the, the problem there. Let's get uncomfortable and weird. <laughs> yeah. And they're going to go exactly. down. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it's really going to take a big mistake on Jet's part for someone else to win. I think to your point, you we were chatting earlier that maybe he could he could win out. Yeah. I think that's completely on the table. Well, besides the mechanical, he's one in halfway. He well, could very well, well win What out. do you see behind those guys, behind those top three? I mean, you mentioned Levi Kitchen. I think Kitchen's, he's the guy that when I watch him, I'm like, he's starting to put the pieces together. He's got the raw speed, but he's putting the, the, the consistency laps together, uh, getting better starts, learning how to stay out of trouble, not panic. Mm -hmm. uh, and that all comes with experience. But he looks like the guy that's kind of um, blooming quite nicely at the moment. And what about, you know, some of their other guys? I, I, I like to kind of consider uh, what these guys are doing for secession planning. So uh, Nick Romano, do you see, you know, some of these guys they've got lined up. Uh, do you see anything out of them you like? I mean, Styles Robertson's having a good year. Uh, Hamaker has been a little hot and I know, cold. Yeah, but, he has. I, I, I expected more from him. Um, but again, a lot of these youngsters... Uh, they're one, one good start and good moto away from, from, from leapfrogging or one crash or bad moto from regressing. You know, yeah. I think it's, 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 it's a group of them are so close in talent and speed and, and age. And, and we, we talk over and over, all the bikes are competitive. So it comes down to holding between it the between the ears. Yeah. Um, Nate Thrasher and Max Volander are a couple of other kids that I'm looking at to go like, hey. Yeah. Come on, you know, like step it up. Next year is going to be your years to perform. 
So you better get yourself primed for that. Uh, let's move over to the 450 class. Uh, again, this is becoming the Eli Tomac show. I don't see anyone beating him here. Um, I see Sexton beating him at, at least once or twice. Do I you? Think. Straight up. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I think he, he, he gets it done. Um, not, not championship, but he, he, I think he can beat Eli. What do you think this weekend? So this weekend, I think, in, is a pivotal race. Um, not, it's not a do or die, but to me, I think for Sexton, it's a track that suits him, a track that... This is one of those tracks that's remaining where I feel like not one rider is like, oh, he's really good here. I expect him to win. This is a track, I think, it's a little more neutral, but so Sexton has to go win one of these neutral tracks. I think there's a couple tracks that Sexton might... It might suit him a little bit more, and he could beat Eli. Um, but there's probably more tracks. I would almost give it a score of like four to two going to the final two rounds. So if he could go win this race and pad that, I mean, he's got one point lead. You know, we talk about the Eli show, but let's not forget, he still leads by one point, which has proven, even though Eli's been dominant, he's been making sure he's racking up a second. Yeah. So again, Eli's one bad motor away from, you know, sure. having that big yeah. gap. And, and, and not saying that's going to happen, but... In the last couple of years, we've seen Eli be a little hot and cold, and I feel like this was one of the tracks where I don't look at it and go, oh, he's going to go win. Like, I felt like he was going to win Red Bud. I knew he was going to win, you know, Southwick. Southwick. This is one where I'm like, he's beatable here. Mm. And okay. that's where Sexton has to get it done. If he can, if Sexton can win this weekend, I think that really sets a tone for this five-race shootout. And yeah. it puts everyone kind of in check, and I think it'll be fun. Uh, I also think that Jason Anderson needs a big comeback ride. He's had a couple of really stinkers here, really bad races, and uh, he needs to kind of come back strong. I think he's ridden at this well at this track in the past too. For him, you know. Yeah, it's a mixed bag. Barsha's done well here. Yes. Um, Barsha ma needs maybe, to ride again too. Maybe Aaron Plessinger now has got some momentum. It'd be interesting to see what he does. Um, Christian Craig, you know, he's another guy who could do well here. The big question for me, this is Ryan Dungey's hometown, and, and we, we've talked about in the past, he's been rejuvenated a little bit this year where he's riding with more aggression than I've ever seen. Yes. And I think we kind of nailed it where we said early on in the season, he was stoked with a fourth, fifth. Like, that was yeah, great. Yeah. And now he's... Those days are gone. <laughs> I think now he's like sixth, seventh, and he's going, no, no I need fine. more. Uh, and the only way I'm going to get it, I've got to push my speed. And it's caused him some little tip-overs and stuff, but... Um, and some sketchy moments. But if, if there's anywhere he can land on the box, it's this weekend. He knows this track like the back of his hand. He's going to have the crowd behind him. So it would be pretty cool to see oh, the be, podium. You know, we've yeah. talked about how close he's been and like several fourth place finishes. And, um, you know, who knows what, what's going to happen in the future if he races again next year. But I think it would just be like one of those cool Cinderella stories if he could go to Millville and get on the box in front of the, the fans there. He has the ability, he has the talent. But that, that, that battle, you know, with all the names you just mentioned, it's like that third to tenth. You could throw a blanket over this guy. I know. As it's far a... as speed and pace and any given weekend, there's seven guys there that could be on the podium this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Well, seven. I'm taking out the top two. I'm saying seven guys that could sneak onto the podium. Yeah, it's competitive. Um, and I'm curious to see what happens. We'll have to keep an eye on it. Um, have you, did you ever happen to stay the night out at the track the night before? Um, sometimes I'd stay at the track, uh, while doing TV and yeah, okay. we fun. <laughs> Millville gets wild. They do. Uh, I, I was hurt one year, I think it was 98 maybe, or, or something around there. 
and I went and stayed the night out at the track and uh, just kind of cruised around the pits and hanging out and they, you know, your typical campers and stuff, just having a good time. And somebody went out to the biggest field there in the pit area, rolled this U-Haul box van and there was kind of some people following it. I'm like, what's this about? Rolls the door up. There's a disco ball, a full oh, yeah, DJ yeah. stage. Yeah, yeah. And it was like the biggest rave broke out. Boobies were flying. There was just beer. And they were doing that just up until a few years ago. <laughs> Place gets wild, man. Yeah. No, so I... if you're family camping, maybe watch out. But if you want to go get loose, this is yeah. the spot. Well, there's, there's some areas that are more a little more family oriented, and <laughs> you know when you're in that section, it's kind of like parking lot B. B. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to stay with a buddy Kirk, so. I'm gonna miss you this year, bud. But yeah, we used to always go out the night before and try not have one too many because you had to work the next day. Mm-hmm. You never did, right? No, no, no I know you. Always I kept was it on. Kept fresh, on fresh as a day. First got the track, <laughs> lost the lead. All right, so give me your give me your picks for Southwick here for the for the fantasy guys out there trying to put it together. Oof. Give me your top three in both classes. I mean, two fifties. It's almost getting like monotonous, but I I think someone I, I'm gonna go with. I think a Levi Kitchen could sneak on the podium. And then I kind of feel like sh the way Shimoda's riding, he's he's going to be your kind of backup guy. And and I think with Jet, it's just he's the guy to beat. Yep. So that'd be my top three there. Okay. I'll go Jet, Shimoda, and God, like I need, there's someone, I feel like someone else needs to sneak up in there. Well, they need to, but who is it? I think it's going to be. I'm going to go. I just got to go with Hunter. I, I know yeah, it's, it's, it's vanilla, but I, I think he's the next. He's the best guy. Uh, what about 450s? I think Anderson has a rebound weekend and puts it on the box because he's got the pace. But I think, I don't know, but I think maybe Sexton knows he has to win this round. And I think Sexton You're gonna beats, give it to beats Tomac. I'm going Tomac, Sexton, Craig. Because I forgot about this. This is sort of a hometown race for Christian yeah. Craig. He moved back to Minnesota. His wife's from back there. Um, maybe he's got some good vibes out there. We'll see. I'm going to go with Christian uh, for his second podium of the year. So we'll see what happens. That's our guesses. They could very well be wrong. Um, hey. And often they are. <laughs> often they are. We're looking ahead to this weekend. Uh, everybody have a great week. And uh, we'll see you next week right here at Sightline.